Bigger Talks, Bigger Talks. And we back again with another IG Live edition conversation. And today I'm excited because we get to talk astrology. You know, I'm always asking people, what's your sign? What's your moon? What's your rising? What's your Mercury? What's your Mars? So today, and it's interesting, you see the back of this uh, feelings board. It's kind of the shape of an astrology natal chart. So I have a phenomenal guest. Uh, her name is Nicole Krasnoff. And she's an astrologer. She'll be going live from her astrology page, My Take on Being. We're going to talk about love, career, and the future. And I got so many questions to ask her. I'm so curious. I also think it's very important for you guys to really listen in, pay attention, ask questions in the chat, and also understand in the times we're living in, things are changing. People are getting rid of their old ways, and the planet is transforming, basically. New jobs, without jobs, so you should know more about yourself. So I'm going to let her in, and we're going to have a beautiful discussion. Stay tuned. Let's see. Let's see. Hello. Hello. How are you? What's going on? I'm good. How are you? I'm phenomenal. Welcome to Bigger Talks IG Live Edition. How's your day? I'm, it's amazing. I'm, I'm so happy to be yeah. here. Yeah. Hi. Well, to people who don't know, uh, Nicole, as I said before, is an astrologer. She's amazing. She did my chart last week and I was blown away. I had some deep insights and we're going to get into that. Before we talk about my chart and my reading, let's talk about you as an individual. Um, I did read in your bio that you're from Los Angeles, but you're currently in Brooklyn. So give us a synopsis of who you are and how did you get into astrology? Yeah, so I'm originally from LA. It's a, uh, you know, big astrology place. Everyone there is spiritual. So it definitely enhanced that. I have been practicing for like 10 years now. I have loved astrology forever. Um, I remember being younger and thinking, I don't know how people could memorize all of that. And then as I got older, oh, I get it now. Um, Once I started kind of reading into it and like my own chart, it made like a lot of sense and I related to it a lot. Um, And I've just loved it ever since. I'm in New York now. I kind of just was like, all right, I want to make astrology more of a thing. I started a TikTok, which is how you found yeah. me, which is awesome. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and yeah, I like really love to do it. I love talking to people. I love reading charts. You know, I especially love talking about love and relationships and all that. So it's just been a really fun journey. Well, that's good to know because actually, guys, that's how I found her on TikTok talking about relationships. Like, if your rising sign is this, go to the seventh or eighth house. And if their sign is this, look up their the, the, the ruling planet. And if they, so just to give you guys a quick synopsis, um, the first reading was a relationship reading um, for myself, love. And we went over, because I told her in the past, I did a lot of dating shows. And I'm like, why do I do so many dating shows? I wasn't asking for it, I wasn't calling for it. And you were saying because your son is in your fifth house. Fifth house represents entertainment, fun, romance, pleasure, play. Yeah. I'm like, interesting. And then you were saying like, because my MC, my midheaven was in Leo, but yeah. that's enough of that. And so a lot of the stuff you said with my ideal partner and person, they got to have like strong placements. They got to have a lot of like earth planets in their chart and be ambitious and independent. I'm like, oh man, spot on. <laughs> So it kind of gave me some some peace at heart because to understand what I'm attracting and what I have going on. But for people listening, because I think relationships, I think love is so important in all of our lives. 
where do you start? Where do you start when it comes to strides, when it comes to reading someone's chart, when it comes to love? What's the first rule of thumb? Yeah. So I think for the most part, everybody knows their sun sign, right? Like we go off of a sun calendar so people can gauge like, okay, this is my sun sign. I know what I'm looking for on a pretty surface level, right? Like if you're a water sign, you know you can get along with other water signs, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. So if you know the time you were born and the place, then you can look up your birth chart and your birth chart what you have behind you yeah it you know is a basically like a screenshot of the sky at the moment you were born mm. and the other planets in that in the you know in the sky yeah have a place in your chart and you know show you different areas they also fall into the 12 houses each of those 12 houses are like the external elements of your life starting with like your appearance ending with like how you view spirituality yeah um so usually, you know, astrologers will talk about your Venus sign. Um, Venus is important when you're looking at love because it talks about what you find beautiful, what you like, what you're like relationships, what you're looking for in another person. And so it's easy to look at Venus and go, oh, okay, I'm a Leo Venus. I really appreciate big romance gestures and people that are confident and magnetic like that's you know commonplace um or you yourself can be those you know have those elements um so i always tell people to look at their venus because it'll make sense as to what they want to attract right but if we're looking at your um chart as a whole and i can actually show you a picture of yours so that i can describe yeah. Um, let me just do this. So if we're looking at a chart like yeah. this, which, you know, yeah. I complicated <laughs> for, for most people, but we usually look in the seventh house. Yeah. And the seventh house is the house of long-term love and relationships and partnerships. Right. So astrologers are a look at the seventh house and to see, you know, what planets are there, what planet is, um, at the beginning of your seventh house. So for you, it's Aries and Taurus. Then we look at the rulerships. You know, we look at who rules Taurus, which is Venus, which is also in your seventh house. So it's someone with, you know, strong earth energy with, you know, they're beautiful inside and out. They have a lot of comfort and stability. They're looking, you know, they're grounded. Um, so that's really important. And if we look at Aries, Aries is ruled by Mars. Mars is in third in Capricorn. And that means someone that's goal oriented, someone that has, you know, kind of all their stuff together, all their ducks. Together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so those are, you know, I know that's complicated, which is why I'm glad you booked a reading so I could, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But, but um, what, no, what, it's all literally like just to kind of feed off that chart, like it really made sense because when you break down like the planets, the houses, and the signs that rule those, or planets that rule those, those houses, and you was just like giving me details, I'm like, this makes so much sense. Like, this is accurate. I can go to the board and say, yes, 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 yes. And so for me, it gave me not only confidence and in, in, in more faith, but like, okay, understanding. Like, okay, I'm at peace. And I think that's why, astrology readings reading your natal chart is so important because you have clarity right around love around career around the future so before we go on to the next question we got to get you know 
your signs? Like, what's your rising, what's your sun, and what's your moon? Yeah, so that's the big three. Yeah. That's usually what people go off of. So I'm a Pisces sun, hence why I love all the spiritual <laughs> stuff. Right, right, me too, Pisces. <laughs> yeah, most Pisces. I'm a Scorpio Ooh. moon, so I love, mm. I like deep, really yeah, deep yeah. content. Yep. And I'm a sad rising. So you have ah. a moon, we're both yeah. that's, right. you know, where the click. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, those are, knowing those three signs for anyone is really helpful because your sun is like your, your ego and your principles and how you operate in the world. Your moon is your emotions, your subconscious, where you feel safe. And your rising kind of dictates how you come off in the world initially, yeah. even how you look or how you dress, like what's, you know, what people see you as yeah. before they really know you. Yeah. So, and it's so, it's so important to know that. And then, you know, as you go deeper, because I'll, I'll ask a person like, what's your Mercury? Like, you know, we always hear Mercury in retrograde, but Mercury to my understanding, if you agree, is how we think and how we communicate. And then you spoke on Venus, which is more like a love plan or what you should look for. Yeah. Um, I want to get into the education of astrology. So you say you've been studying for like over a decade, but like what age and when did you get started? Who was your mentors and like, what, what like led you to astrology? Like, how did that happen? Yeah. So like I said, it was like when I was little, I was like, that's crazy that people can memorize all this stuff. My mom was always into like Chinese astrology. Which oh. was, yeah. And then I think when I started, I was like, Oh, what's a moon sign. I like kind of started getting in like, curious about that and I looked my Scorpio moon and I was like oh my gosh this makes so much sense I have I feel like I have really deep intense feelings that like I don't know if other people are experiencing and so that got me kind of hooked I was like oh wow like I don't feel just Pisces I feel all these things and so once I started kind of getting deeper into it I was like I wonder what everyone else I know is and so kind of opening up my mind into like this whole new universe of information and like I you know love psychology and love sociology so it was just another way of looking at it right and so I kind of just leisurely studied right like yeah. around when I was like 16 yeah. and then I getting more serious about it um I got a mentor like two years ago she's like this amazing astrology uh, teacher I would, I had like weekly readings with her. We would go through all the charts and I learned so, so much. Um, and I just like constantly consume astrology information. So it's like a constant learning, which is really exciting and cool. Yeah. And I, I, I think the thing is because over the years when you're constantly like at your leisure, getting information, you're putting two and two together, you're evolving, you're growing, you're trying to understand more. Now, I do know from past you know, history, at least, at least in my life, that people are a little taboo with astrology. But the right. world is evolving. Things are changing. I think and people are tapping more into the metaphysics, the spirituality, and I feel like astrology is under their umbrella. Why do you, what would you say, and why would you say that astrology is very important, not only for your life discovery, but for your career in love? Like, what is it about it that you know helps, that help you and everyone else that you've served? Yeah, well, so the interesting thing about astrology and like just a little like background um astrology is thousands and thousands of years old you know it's been studied for thousands of years most cultures have had some look for meaning in the stars in some way it started in like 
the second century when you know people were like just looking at the stars to uh, forecast the weather to forecast like political events you know we had major modern scientists like Galileo kind of being both the astronomer and the astrologer and when you know there was this big revolution this like you know the renaissance where astrology and art and all that stuff was really really popular but with all the advancements in science that came out, there was this kind of divide between astronomy and astrology and astronomy was viewed as a science and astrology was no longer viewed as a science. And it used to be that they were together, like in the oh, 15th century. I didn't know yeah, that. in the 15th century, doctors would need to like consult the, the phases of the moon before they did any. What? Yeah. So wow. there's just a lot. Yeah. And so it, it was really popular during the Renaissance because they that's when the printing press was, you know, invented, existed, and that's how they were. Um, popularizing the, the uh, practice through the spread of like almanacs. And so there was just a lot of major breakthroughs that led to this kind of like, oh, well, you know, astrology is just spirituality. But, you know, people like Theodore Roosevelt kept a birth chart, his birth chart, like on his desk. Yeah, yeah. And Morgan said, you know, uh, millionaires don't use astrology, but billionaires do. Yeah. Then in the turn of the 20th century, uh, Carl Jung, the famous- Love Carl Jung, he's yeah. amazing. He was the one that actually like developed psychological astrology. Oh, he did. Yeah, wow. and it led to like the personality-based interpretations that we know today. Um, so what was also really cool is that around the 60s, astrology started to pop back up again, like really get popular because it was the age of Aquarius. and the was when um, Uranus and Pluto were conjunct, Uranus being the planet of, of evolution and Pluto being the planet of transformation. So this big evolution transformation happened and people started kind of diving into more spirituality. Now in the 21st century, social media and like all this really accessible astrology information, it's starting to get this upsurgence. And I think it's very popular, obviously, with, with women because it's kind of like against the patriarchy because it's 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 like the divine and sacred feminine, right? It's against this um, belief that like there's the only people that can be, you know, the, at the top are like priests and pastors and, and, and male figures. Wow, that's interesting. Never thought of that. So, yeah, there's a lot of discourse around that, which is really exciting. Also, what's another really fun fact is that astrologers believe that the rise of social media um, is because there was an increase in C-sections that led to the births, like births being between 9 and 5 p.m., and which means the number of people born with their sun sign above the horizon in the 10th house. What does that mean? You say above horizon, above, what's that? Yes. Mean? So when you're born during the day, if you look at, which I showed you the chart, if you're born day your um, sun will be like on the upper half of your chart which means like it was in the sky when you were oh. born oh, okay and so if your sun is like especially in your 10th house 9th house 11th house there's more people see you more so there's more uh reputation to uphold there's more prestige so that's like they're you know that's something that they're more like fame placements where people have it, fame 
If your sun is in like in the upper half of your chart, then it's more of like you want to be seen, like people. Okay. See. And if it's in the tenth house specifically, then it's like you are your who you are, who you like, what your goals in life are really yeah. are visual to people, and like huge on reputation, career, all that stuff. So that's just the background, and I think it's so fascinating. And I know a lot of people don't know it but like to me astrology is just patterns like it's been studied for thousands of years and people laugh at it but it's like you know we've been studying the economy for thousands of years and that's also patterns yeah and can you uh elaborate on like the 10th house because i think that's where the mc to midheaven stands because i think most people they always know their moon their rising and their sun yeah. right but I always try to tell people to look at the MC to kind of get their public persona or reputation. Can you kind of like elaborate on what that means and how you can find it in your chart? Yeah. So if you know your birth time, know your location, then you can like go online and just look up birth chart calculator and it'll show you your chart. And at the very top of your chart, it'll have a sign that says MC. Your MC, like for 99% of people, is going to be between the ninth and 11th house it's usually in the 10th yeah. um, case that's career reputation recognition all very important things to like your your journey in life so when people when you're looking at your mc you want to look at the sign that's in your mc like for you it's leo so right. the way that you're seen the way that you come off especially in like work and in the world is leo it's confident it's magnetic it's charismatic it's like sun energy really yeah. um, and then because leo the sign leo is ruled by the sun we look at your sun sign which is pisces which is hmm. the fifth house yeah so that's how we think yeah i mean i i think the biggest thing is you know, it's so much information. I get. I think people get overwhelmed. It doesn't make sense. And we just want to know what we need to know. I think it's important to know yourself through in and throughout. Like I think you was telling me when you was doing, because I want to move into career now. When you was reading my career chart, you was telling me, work, I have a lot of planets in Capricorn. And I have Capricorn and Saturn, Uranus. And you're like, you got to work. He said, it, it said, it's a little tough. But when you climb and get where you want to go, it turns out better. So... Can we can we transition and talk about like career and how that and what impacts or how do you should look at your chart in a career aspect as far as your natal chart? Yeah. So for career, I typically look at Saturn in the midheaven. We kind of just yeah. discussed the midheaven. Saturn is also something to look at because Saturn is rules, regulations, authority, you know, becoming a thought leader, becoming the expert in a certain area. So where you have Saturn in your chart, though Saturn can also you know, talk about like obstacles and challenges you'll face, it will talk about how you grow and what you need to overcome to be the best that you are. So astrologers will look at Saturn and say, oh, you know, you have Saturn in the third house. Like for you, communication is going to be a really big part of your career. There might be trouble with it. You might have obstacles that you need to overcome, but it's going to be something that is a constant point of growth for you. And so a lot of people will look at Saturn. A lot of people will look at the ruler of Saturn. Um, and a lot of people will look at the midheaven, midheaven being career, reputation. Midheaven is also the 10th house. 10th house is career, reputation. So if there are any planets fall into the 10th house, it could be, you know, how 
your you know how you go about your career how you go about gaining your reputation um someone with a lot of house uh planets in the 10th house could be really career oriented like they could be really driven but if you have a lot of capricorn energy if you have um you know a, a mid a mid heaven that's like very like want to be known there's there's a lot of career orientation in that too um people also look at the second house for like how you can make money um, yeah money for money so um, tell everybody right now because everybody want to know what their second house placement is like that represents what material possessions and money yeah so it's like it's just it's even your personal values but a lot of time it's like the stuff you want your your values your the material possessions you're trying to get money it's like it's the direct income that you're getting so uh. if utilize the energy that's in your second house then you can find ways to make money right like then you can find that that kind of energy eighth house on the other side is more like long-term investments it's like other people's money kind of so just trying to understand the energy that you have there like what focus is in there for you and how you're able to utilize that in your favor to make money long term so yeah i mean i i cover like people always ask me that in readings like, yeah because i think money love career and then you know you have the future aspect now there's this some way that for you as an astrologer you can explain someone's future within their chart or you can kind of see their potential of their future is there some type of thing to look at like how does that work yeah so what's funny is like a lot there's a lot of like predictive astrology which i'm still studying it's step that's yeah. a, you know that's that's a big one but predictive astrology can look at like where the planets fall and how they're interacting with each other and be like okay like this is what this is what's coming for you in the future um a lot of the time astrologers most of the time will look at transits so that's like what's happening in the sky currently yeah. and how that relates to your chart so like you can get a reading that's like okay let's look at my transits let's look at my birth chart and then what planets are moving around right now and what i can look out for um a lot of people look well you know my age your age they've gone they're going through or about to go through their saturn return yeah. Saturn is like around age 29 to 31 it's like this big up. It's tough too. Woo! Like people, listen. Saturn return is fight or flight. Like you gotta really like, you know, strap your boots up and get ready for like some challenges that don't even make sense, but they gonna push you to be your next self that next decade of you know your thirties. Yeah, because Saturn is coming back to the place that it was originally at yeah. when you were born, and so like the first thirty years of your life are like. A wash it's like all right <laughs> now you're like and it's funny because this article just came out that was like people aren't really adults until they're 30 and a bunch of astrologers were like yeah because that's your saturn return like ah. you're in your way now like all like your life is being upheaved yeah. like yeah. care are you are you are you ready you know yeah. And so a lot of astrologers will look at like major events like that. They'll look at like what's upcoming, you know, forecast for the year, um, full moons, eclipses. I mean, we have a lot of that this year. People have been, you know, feeling a lot, though, a lot of breakups during the summer. We had a Venus retrograde. 
people were <laughs> especially publicized ones but like lots of people were kind of like oh my god this is crazy and that's because of the the moon or the eclipse season or whatever is going on that's why those things are taking place so venus was in retrograde yeah so what you know venus being love and relationships it's like when it's retrograde which retrograde is like if we're standing at earth and looking at a planet because of the movement it's spinning backwards like slowed down a little bit in in you know our elliptical journey as the as the um as earth so when we look at retrograde it's like people are like oh my god planets in retrograde venus in retrograde is like get ready for breakups get ready to look why is it like that though like why why is that why is it so certain like what is that it's i mean that's astrology right it's just like this study of like what's been happening for and like looking at like why why do people break up more often during venus retrograde why you know like so many celebrity breakups so many divorces after 30 years like crazy happening this summer i always tell people i feel like astrology is like it's like written like it writes your life like things just happen like i feel like my based on my chart i don't know but my life i feel like my life has been a movie i could not imagine that positions i'm in or been in would have happened 10 12 years ago but when i started digging into my chart and getting more clarity and revelation i'm like this makes sense so is there somewhere in your chart where you know like this is my soulmate or I should marry this type of person or marriage is something for me. Do each individual have that type of thing where they can sense that they're going to be married or they're going to have a, I don't know, successful relationship. Yeah. So definitely looking at like the seventh house and the planets in the seventh house and yeah. the rulers, you know, they'll kind of be able to dictate what it is that you're looking for. I remember my astrologer, um, she was telling me about a chart that she was like, this person will never, find love wow jesus (laughs) i was like whoa um not so much like they it's impossible for them but it's like something that they don't necessarily want or like Uh, i have a few ways of looking at it in a chart like i kind of talk to you about it like is it easy for you to get in and out of a relationship are you getting outside enough to find love Are, are you in the you know is it easy in that way um are you finding people that you align with like those are all things that we can look at in a chart to be like okay yeah all of these things like do or don't work like it could be really hard for you to get in and out of a relationship you could not be finding anyone and you could if you do find someone then they're not you know you're matched and so those people i'm sure have a harder time also if like the planet of love has difficult um, aspects like relationships to the other chart. Like if Venus is Saturn or, or Pluto, it's like that can create more uncertainty, more complicated mm-hmm. obstacles in love. And so someone that's like really struggling is like, oh, wow, I didn't realize like my, you know, Saturn was like conjunct Venus, like right on top of my Venus. And what is, when you say conjunct, what does that actually mean? That means the planets are like basically right on top of each oh. other. Like it, looking up at the sky, like Venus and Saturn are really close together as far as perception goes. And so 
when they're really close to one another conjunct, then it's like, oh, I see why I have these obstacles. I see why I have, I'm having these issues in love. So that's also why I love astrology because it's like, if you know these things, yeah, make an effort to understand them instead of getting like really jaded about something or like, you know, dismissive, then you'd be like, oh. Yeah, because yeah, I think you, for me, I don't think I know, I was, I was telling you about long distance relationships for me over my life, over my lifespan. I was like, I'm always like, am I afraid of love? I'm running from it. Like, why do I keep attracting long distance relations? You said, because for you, because your moon placement is in Sagittarius, you like your space, you like to be free. And I was like, okay. But I used to be frustrated because I'm like, how do I keep connecting with someone that lives far away? You know, like, but it's people, you know, and it's like, okay, this makes sense. And this is why astrology is so important for people to know to understand and get a reading. Um, now I want to tap into, before we get into questions, because I got some questions for you that people sent in. I got, I, I added someone, some more as okay. well. But before we, we're going to do a rapid fire. So I'm going to say three signs, right? And you're going to tell me, this going to come to you. What's the most compatible sign with that sign? Okay. All right? Yep. You ready? Yeah. All right. So the sign is Gemini. Aquarius. Or Libra. Uh, Taurus. Capricorn. Uh, or Cancer. Uh, Pisces. Cancer or, or Scorpio. Wow. Okay. Yeah. okay. So those are water signs. Great. I like, Good. I like pairing the elements together. I know like people have different opinions, but I, I feel like those really work together. No, they do. I mean, I have some experience. So I got, we have several questions, but I'm going to just go one by one. Yeah. What? This is really good. <laughs> Which is considered to be the most desired sign? That's interesting. So there's, I mean, I think there's like different ways to look at desire. But when it first comes to mind to me is Libra, because Libra is so it's the flirt. It loves to like, you know, kind of be like, the one that like people are mag like magnetic. It's like it's a very magnetic sign. It's ruled by Venus, like love and beauty and aesthetics. And Libras are typically like pretty easy to get along with. They're yeah. easygoing. They're non-confrontational. So people really like them. On the other people, I mean, love hate with Leos, but Leos are definitely very popular in that sense because they want to be desired. So the goal, mm -hmm. you know, find ways that desire them and they're usually very successful and a lot of celebrities are leos you know people find leos to be also charming and magnetic and exciting um and then on the other side i also think that like if someone's really into like like you know, have like dark then people will go for a scorpio because scorpio is going to give you that like i'm a little afraid of you but i'm so into this vibe. <laughs> <laughs> right right your own personal preference, but I go with those for sure. This is another great question. Um, which part of your chart um, do you want to pay attention to the most? I've never thought of that. Interesting. So, so I, we talked about this before, but there's, you know, Placidus system, which is how I, yeah. what I use in astrology and there's whole sign. Whole sign is just a little bit simpler um, in terms of just making everything equal, like astrology apps nowadays use the whole sign system. So I really look at the first house because that's kind of what starts your journey. Mm. It 
like your path in life. Um, I look at the fourth house because, and these are angular houses, and this is what um, what is really popular with astrologers that use Placidus system. I use the fourth house because that dictates your, your home, your family, what your life will has looked like and will look like in the future based on like what you call home. I look at your seventh house because it's, you know, relationships, it's long-term, you know, partnerships. It's like, you know, what, what will happen in your life with the people that you're supposed to be with. And then house, right. Your mid heaven, um, which is your career, which is your reputation, which is like how you come off in the world. So those are really, and you know, a lot of other astrologers are really important people. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So I, you know, I know you know my chart, but I just wanted you, I'm gonna say two placements and you just write what comes to you. So Pluto in the first house, I believe it's Scorpio, right? And then fourth house, Aquarius. I think that's yeah. Right. Yeah, so what, what does that give you? So, if you didn't know me. Yeah, Pluto in the first house means that, if I didn't know you, yeah. Pluto first house is always that like there's some kind of major transformation or shift yes. in terms of like your your appearance the way you are seen to people so like when something big happens in your life you kind of shift you change like something about your appearance changes something about like the way people view you changes and so like those things will happen kind of on a physical level almost yeah. like those big transformative experiences um, Aquarius in the fourth house. So Aquarius is kind of, it's the air sign. It's about community. It's about, you know, it's, it's like humanitarian causes. Right. Um, but Aquarius is also kind of like, I don't want to upset any of Aquarius, but it's a little detached yeah. and so there's something unique and innovative about Aquarius, but that also could mean something, something slightly more detached. Right. So like, you know, fourth house being home and family could be something kind of different about your upbringing, yeah. about how you then decide to, you know, create your, your family in the future. There could be something different about it. Um, or it could, you know, dictate like your, your fourth house is like your mom and, you know, all that stuff. So it could just dictate like a detached nature. And my mom is an Aquarius and it's in the fourth house. Yeah. So, He's detached at times. <laughs> I yeah. have some other questions. Um, I think we answered some of this in an interview already. Uh, okay. Bam, mm, you said so much. Well, I guess, what's the significance we said that of your sun, moon, and rising sign, and how does it influence your personality? So, okay, cool. You told us about the sun, you told us about the moon, you told us about the rising Like, What placement uh, influences is your personality the most is it your rising or your moon see, I, I get confused sometimes i keep thinking it's your rising because that's your ascendant how people see you what do you think so there's like a big debate among astrologers i would say like what really what like really looks at your personality um some astrologers kind of look at like day charts and night charts differently um like a day chart is like if you were born during the day and night is if you're born at night because if you're born at night, then the moon is above the horizon. So then some would say that your moon is your most, your innermost personality, which I relatively agree with. I think that your moon is something that like comes out when you're alone, when you trust people a lot, when you want to feel safe, when you want to feel secure. I mean, look at your, 
well, I always look at people's moons to see where they feel the most secure. Like your moon is in the fifth house. My moon is in the 10th house. Like for example, if my like career or reputation feels faulty, then because my moon is in the 10th house, I feel like unsafe. Like I feel like, oh my God, things are, nothing's gonna work out. Like I get a lot of anxiety. And so you can look at your moon and what house it's in to like see what area of your life is important to you. Like someone, yeah, someone with a moon in the seventh house is someone that like really values their long-term relationships and you know, friendships too. That's like, I have to make sure that all my relationships are good for me to feel good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, people with like a sun chart, sun, the sun sign can be very, uh, telling as well you know that's your personality but i know a lot of people are like i don't really relate to my sign which is totally yeah. fair because i think sometimes i've realized you know when people meet me they think i'm a fire sign but yeah that could be my uh, it's like you're so motivated you're so just at it like, like oh that's my moon my moon is in sag yeah but then i know people i'm rising is libra they're like oh i can see that like you know yeah. now this is the question i have do are they compatible uh signs in your moon so say if you both have fire moon signs do they usually get along yeah, yeah. so i before i even look at sign compatibility i look at people's moon signs oh. when i do like, like compatibility readings and i can like put two charts together i can look at okay like what what are the really important elements of the compatibility and i think that you know when i look at chart it's always going to be moon like i will always look at people's moon signs the moon is where you find comfort and safety and security and you're not going to show everyone your moon so say that again oh that's to be a quote that's deep oh say that again you're not going to show everyone your moon yeah or because you just said something prior to that you were saying like your moon sign usually comes out when you feel comfortable around someone comfortable Mm -hmm. right and you're that's more like your real self when you feel like your walls are down and that was great. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's so that's when you know like if you feel really comfortable with someone, that's because they've earned it. And they can see that like real part of your personality. And so when I look at like people's compatibility, I look at their moon signs. I'm like, is this person's moon being supported by other planets in that person's chart? Like if their moons are in the same sign and right next to each other, like those people just inherently understand each other, right? Like they are like peas in a pod. Like you don't have to say anything because they'll get it. Um, if people's moons are square, like for me, Scorpio, a lot of people with an Aquarius moon, I was, it's square. And I find that that's where I've had conflict. That's where I've had square, to and like- what does square represent? A square is a 90 degree angle so it's like a uh, conjunct is like when they're like within i say seven degrees from each other but a square is when they're about 90 degrees from each other and so it's like i don't know like four houses or four planets off different um but when you see a square in this compatibility chart it's like oh like there's going to be difficulty with how these express emotions to one another like one person is not going to feel supported they're going to feel wow. at conflict with someone else so i love i mean that's that's also part so, of the reason i started so the moon places are very important moon is very important i um 
So probably. then I know, I know when I was on your TikTok page, you talked about air signs. And then I looked up air signs that I was in with someone else. And I'm like, the communication is so stimulating. It's so deep. It's so raw. It's so real. But we both have planets in air, yeah. right? I believe their Mercury is Gemini, mine is uh, Aquarius. So what about air signs? Does air signs kind of help a relationship so, or a par partnership or a business relationship as well? Yeah, so Mercury is really important when you think like Mercury is, you know, intellect, it's communication, it's knowledge. Um, it's how we communicate with one another. I think Mercury, you know, people don't really talk about that in terms of compatibility. I do because I think that the way that you communicate and what, you know, energy mentally you share with someone is really important. Um, I think that if you have, you know, an air sign Mercury, which you do and I do, yeah. it's easy to be quick. It's like witty. You're, the banter is on, you're funny, you know, that's really important. And you can have a lot of compatibility with someone, but if you can't communicate with them, then it's like, like oh, this is kind of, this is tough. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And something as simple as that can really dictate like, you know, where the relationship goes, how it falls off or how it grows and like having those little understandings and placements within your mind, like makes sense. Cause I'm so curious. All right. We got some more questions. Uh, also, by the way, you know, people listening, you know, she has another page, which is a personal page, but my take on being, how do people like reach out to you and get a reading? Cause I'm telling you, it's the best. Um, they can go on my website. It's in my bio. Um, and they can book a reading. I do like love readings, career readings, full chart readings. Um, and yeah, no, they're really insightful. Like sometimes I look at my own chart again. I'm like, oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah. So I love doing those because I think that especially when someone has like a specific question in mind because they're like i'm really focused on love like it's really something that i want to understand in my chart and then they're like wow like that was that was crazy yeah. it is, but there were so many elements so many things that we can look at so i those are my favorite readings <laughs> so if anyone wants to know more about love yes love 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 we all need love okay so i have two questions so the one question is um astrology and career choices can your birth chart help you find your true calling that's one and two how can understanding your chart improve your physical and mental well-being like are there placements in your chart that affects like your mental mood or if you're going to have more anxiety or you might be depressed at times like is it something in like your moon placement i'll let you say so let's start with the first question um your true was... calling can your, can your chart help you find your true calling because i'm always in there trying to figure which my calling <laughs> I I love to look at the midheaven, right? And then I look at the ruler of the midheaven. For you, it's your son in Pisces in the fifth house. It's in the house of um, love, relationships, like the, you know, like the fun kind, like uh, entertainment and, and hobbies, stuff like that. So, like, you can find uh, your calling there. Also, your son is, like, a, definitely a big part of where calling it's how you want to be perceived in the world um i also look at jupiter because jupiter is how you can expand mm. um growth and um you know the bigger elements of your life your progress and for you it was in the seventh house which is like partnerships and like i said like you can really expand through partnerships and the people that you're around and the connections that you make yeah. um mine is in the 12th house so it's like spirit 
spirituality and you know occult things um so i definitely look at like those placements so also saturn but saturn midheaven sun jupiter are really important when you're you're calling calling Um, western astrology doesn't talk about destiny um because it's like not in what culture to talk about destiny but eastern astrology which is like much older vedic astrology talks about fate and destiny cultures your fate is kind of like written out for you yeah born um before you're born so there that's an interesting tidbit um oh yeah okay physical mental well-being so first house is your physical appearance so like for you for someone let's say with like a moon in the first house their emotional well-being is tied to their appearance okay. what people think of them how they look you know, that kind of stuff so someone with a moon in the first is like i need to look good in order to feel good wow. and i know that's in for people but like it would it could really determine one if they didn't look good and they had the moon in the first house sixth house is your daily routines um your your work your health all that kind of stuff so you can look in your sixth house too to see like what planets are there um a lot of astrologers will be like oh like if this planet is in your sixth house then you could have issues with this part of your body or your health or whatever i i don't like to say that because <laughs> yeah. i just i i don't want to like scare people but sixth house is like what you focus on or like even just how you go about your um your like day-to-day routines right so if you have like fiery six house energy you're like kind of chaos and you're like i need to get a million things that's done. me i got um, i think i got aries in the six house i'm just like go 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 get it done what you doing <laughs> yeah so there's a lot of like that like kind of chaotic energy yeah um, and then 12th house is mental health it's spirituality it's all Hold but, on. You know, Say that again. That's that's huge. So twelfth yeah. house is mental health, mental health, spirituality, and what else? Yeah, it's 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 very like kind of like one foot in this world, one foot on the next. It's very it's Pisces energy. It's like empathy, positivity, and like it's it's a really like kind of like psychedelics that <laughs> kind of vibe. Twelfth so, yeah. house like. If someone has a lot of 12th house energy, they could be, you know, psychic. They could be like really, really like empathetic, like a sponge to people. They could just see through people. Like it's yeah. a very sensitive type of energy. So if someone has a lot of planets in the 12th house, like they could be thinking about mental health, psychology, sociology, like all that, all that stuff, like a lot. It could also be kind of heavy because yeah. it's a lot of heavier energy but it's it's spiritual and if you can use that energy well then you're gonna you know find an outlet for it that's how i always you know i told you it's like everyone has difficult planets everyone has difficult placements aspects all that stuff i love a difficult chart yeah tell me what your teacher told you to tell them i think it's important so like a life you know lesson really it really is and it really like reshaped my own mind when it came to like difficulties in life and i was like i was like she's like the first thing she said to me when we ever logged on was like um you have a really difficult chart i was like uh okay and she's like no no no, don't worry because 
someone with a difficult chart means that like you have grown your whole life up until this point with difficulty just built in like yeah. you are constantly going through struggles through changes through transformations and so by the time that you're you know making decisions for yourself you're like i've already i've already been knocked down right you know i've been there before what are you doing again good to me you know and it becomes you become a lot more resilient you become a lot more um equipped to deal with the changes and someone that has an easier chart may not be as equipped to like when a, you know a transit comes or when their saturn return comes it might really shock their system because they're like i haven't dealt with this kind of pain or this kind of obstacle before like my life has been relatively simple and so it knowing that kind of helped me like look at traumas and look at traumas for other people and just be like that was incredibly hard what you went through like no doubt in my mind like i can see it in your chart like but it turned you into the person that you are today and it pushed you to become sure. a new version of yourself that is like yeah. so much you know and what is what would you say is the like the most uh misconception about astrology that you hear or that's out there that's not really true or more of a myth that people say I mean, people will say a lot about astrology. I think it's more like, I understand that people are like, ah, it's fake, it's silly. Um, but it comes back to me just saying like, it's patterns. Like we've been studying patterns for thousands of years. Astrologers have been looking up at the sky and you know, it started to be like, it started with, um, oh, when you're seven years old, based on the sun and Mars, you're going to burn your hand. And now it's like, well, now if you have this connection between sun and Mars, it might mean you have like issues with temper or you get fiery, you know, that kind of stuff. So I think that, you know, I, the, the misconceptions and, and to me, what's kind of sad is that it's like viewed as something that's like some, a lot of time, like feminine, like a lot of dudes will be like, ah, oh, astrology don't tell me you're one of those astrology girls yeah, yeah, yeah. long time even for me it was like really hard to admit to that which is so silly really? because wow. like, i love it and i like would always you know but i was like oh i just don't want to be you know viewed that's you know that's yeah. my scorpio i don't want to be perceived whatever yeah. um but i was like you know i i think it's like so i think it's I'm glad it's having this resurgence because it really creates self-awareness. Yeah, and I think people, that's big. Self-awareness yeah. is key. If people know more about their charts, it's like eye-opening, right? And there's so much personal growth that you can gain. And some people will look at their chart and get discouraged. They're like, oh my God, this is like really I difficult. I know, when you read parts of my career, I'm like, oh, hey, what's that? Saturn and Capricorn? Yeah. I gotta grow, right? But yeah. it's all part of the story. It's all part of your movie. Yeah. I have two questions uh, before we get off. Um, they came to me. Uh, one is, can your chart depict if you're going to have children or not? And can you see or discover, you know, because we want to be, want to be open minded to all things sexuality through your chart. So that is, so that, let's talk about the children thing. Um, yeah. I, I think that if you, have fifth house energy like you have your son in Pisces like that kind of yeah. like 
house is children. And so even if you maybe decide, uh, decide not to have children, children will still be kind of a, a theme in your life because of that sun energy oh. in the fifth house. And I love kids. I can't wait to have a bunch of them. Because <laughs> I'm a kid. Yeah. Yeah, right, so right. fifth house, yeah. like it's, it's huge. It cannot determine your sexuality because the way that my teacher described astrology and the way that I like to view it is your soul is entirely different and outside of all these metaphysical descriptions that we've given it. So your soul has come to this earth and like takes on, you know, the, the second it was born, yeah, like, okay, you have your astrology signs or whatever, but your soul is void of all all those external things that we've labeled to it. So yeah, there's like, you can't determine, you know, race or sexuality or anything like that. It's just kind of like the soul. And, and so, yeah. So, yeah. Well, that was beautiful. Uh, before we get off here, I just want you to leave the people with some words of encouragement for astrology and tell them how they can find you once again, because I think it's very important. And um, this was beautiful. Thank you for your time. Thanks. Yeah, no, I just think that the more you know about yourself, the more you can know how to use the energy that's been given to you. Like some things might be difficult, but it's, it's the more you know about it, the more you know how to reframe that energy and, and how to use it in a good way. Like it, there could be something difficult in your chart, but if you use that energy to become the thought leader or the expert or even just a listener for someone that's going through the same time like that's that's so important that's so powerful and then i think that like a lot of people will just gain so much self-awareness and have so much personal growth and i think that that's that's why i do astrology because i just that love to i love to see that yeah. Um, but yeah if you want to chat with me or if you want a reading this is my astrology account um, I also have my personal account. Um, you can go on my website, which is mytakeonbeing.com um, and book a reading with me. I'm also on TikTok, same username. I post all the time about all the different signs. Um, but yeah, I'd love to, you know, if you, anyone wants to DM me or chat, like I'd love to answer any questions. I'm more than happy. So with this, uh, I think it's what is the equinox eclipse what coming up? Like, what should we be looking for with this new moon on this full moon coming up this weekend? Yeah, so there's an eclipse on. Um, so there's a full moon actually on the on the the 29th. Mm -hmm. um, actually, it's a full moon in Aries and it's in opposition to Sun in Libra. So what happens is like this is like trying to balance the energy of me which is aries right yeah. me my 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 safety my security my personal needs versus libra the sun libra libra being like relationships and other people trying to balance trying to find that balance between thinking about yourself and thinking about others right like making sure to prioritize both or prioritize one if you feel like the other one has been uh, too much on the forefront um so it's it's really about uh finding balance i new moons are like big energy right like a lot of people will you'll feel i always say like <laughs> careful when you go out at night on a full moon because something might happen yeah. not no there's a lot of energy out afoot um 
so then there's an eclipse on October 14th and then one like uh, one later like October 29th 28th and 29th um, and eclipse periods foreshadow like themes in our personal lives that we need to work on um, it's a really great time to focus on self-reflection um, tap into our purpose look at how our community um, this eclipse will be influenced by Venus, and that governs like uh, our relationships our uh, connections and that's like society family friendship romantic so again with the you know Venus Libra energy like really focuses on relationships which is great we love we love that focus <laughs> well that was it. That is all. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for your insight. This was a great episode, great conversation, and this will be out soon on Bigger Talks Podcast. People follow her, mytakeonbeing.com, book a reading, and uh, she got what you need. Cause she helped hey. me. I'm pretty sure she can help you. All right, Nicole, have a good day and a good evening. Uh, talk soon. Peace and love. Bye.